Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Uh, our next guest, love watching this guy play. Lofa Tatupu was a, a great player in college at USC. He might have some thoughts on who the next coach should be. Mm. Also a great player for the Seahawks. Lofa, man, thanks for spending some time with us today. Hey, fellas, I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Hey, before we get started, I I, I caught the latest. You do the, uh, you're on the Believe Podcast Network doing great work out there covering the Seahawks. Um, I know your dad was a great Patriot, Mosey, and I'm old enough, very old oh, enough yeah. to, re- to remember watching him play. I was a big fan of him. I just loved how he played and how he hustled, and he had a cool name, and he looked cool. And I know Sam <laughs> Bam Cunningham was his teammate, was a very important guy in your life, a fellow Trojan. Uh, my condolences, because I know you talked about that on the show this week. Uh, Sam oh, Bam man. was, was – yeah. Sam it, Bam you know, changed the face yeah. of college football, Lofa, and I know you talked about it. Oh yeah, he changed the the face of college football. He um, he changed several lives off the field, which was really how he impacted me. When I went out to Southern Cal, I grew up in Massachusetts because my dad played for New England. I didn't know anybody out there, but my dad slid me a number. My mom said, "Yo, you need anything? Just hit him up, even just to watch football." Because I was I was five hours north of them with traffic, you know. So I I didn't go home very often, but Sam would come watch football with me on campus. Um, he was just, he was a, uh, uncle, a father figure, everything. And, uh, I love Sam Bam. Well, uh, again, condolences. I know he was important to you, but let's talk some football. Let's look ahead to, uh, this game. But before we do, my gosh, uh, your team, the Seahawks played one heck of a complete game on Sunday, right out of the gate. Oh, it was the most incredible early week or first month performance I've seen out of a Pete Carroll led team. And uh, we've seen, you know, a lot of good teams pass through there, right? So um, every phase, offense, defense, special teams came to play. Uh, particularly impressed because, you know, it's a road game, an early start, and uh, they really just found a way. Uh, they cracked a, a formula that, that we had trouble with back in uh, back in our early 2000s. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, absolutely. Lofa Tatupu, our guest here. You can follow him at Lofa Tatupu 51 on Twitter. Well, I know uh, Lofa that, uh, that Pete Carroll's birthday was sometime. I don't know how old he is now, but he sure seems old. He, yeah, he's still kicking it, man. <laughs> but maybe that was an early birthday gift there from beating the Colts the way that they did, man. <laughs> Have they talked about, you know, what's the recipe to, to looking so good and, and so healthy and running around like he's a young, you know, whippersnapper coach, uh, Pete Carroll? Yeah, I man, I thought he had a lot of energy when he was 50 back with me at SP, but the guy's the, the coach, the coach version of Benjamin Button. He's just aged in reverse. Um, I, you know, I've been trying to give him some of my zone in CBD. I don't know if he's taking it, but maybe that could help him. <laughs> it's what's gotten me back to peak performance, but, uh, no, nah, his, uh, his, his, you know, competitive spirit is incredible. I'm talking up there with the ranks, the like of Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, Kobe, like all the greats. They, they hate losing coin tosses. They hate losing, you know, um, uh, yeah, just any Rochambeau, box paper, scissors. Like, Pete would get pissed off if he, if he uh-huh. lost, you know, uh, a game of that. So it's a special thing when that transforms over into the players and uh, and they take the ownership of the team upon themselves. Well, naturally, uh, Lofa, uh, you know, the, the Titans got selected and, and a lot of the players, at least offensively, didn't play very much, if at all in preseason i just mm-hmm. want to ask you guys i know every team is so different but did uh did your guys uh did the seahawks offense and defense uh starters play in the preseason and if they did how much or, or you know did they play at all no that was our primary concern you know on our podcast is like well we don't know how good this new offense of shane walton is because we haven't seen russ or any of the guys out there and um i don't know but defensively i'll say that 
playing all those young guys and, and the, the non-starters, it really looked good for us in the, in the opening game because I'm telling you, I don't know if we've ever had a D-line as deep as this. Maybe, maybe that 13, 2013 Super Bowl champion team, oh. but it's incredible. They just kept reloading and getting after Carson Wentz in that Colts offense. Well, speaking of the D-line, I guess tell us a little bit about uh, Taylor who went to UT so we know a little bit about him and kind of his impact here, uh, you know, going into his second season. He's had the best camp. He's an athletic freak of nature. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, great in space. And, you know, it's rare for a kid that primarily rushes, you know, uh, the quarterback to, to operate in space the way he does. But that's why they took him so high. And, unfortunately, he had the uh, injury last year. But he's come back. He's looked apart. Um, and, man, he could, he could do it all. It's incredible. Well, I, you know, I don't watch Russell Wilson all the time. I, I respect his game. He's one of the best to do it uh but man it just seemed like he was playing with a lot more emotion after he threw some of these these uh you know touchdowns and he was just yeah. pumping the ground and i was like man he looks like he's on a mission he's kind of always stoic and kind of under control you know he gives a fist pump like you know just right there kind of the tiger wood type but he was pumping yeah. it to the ground i thought he was gonna you know uh get injured pumping uh, pumping his fist like that uh do you think he's on a mission this season i i think you hit it on the head right there because i've never seen a russell wilson celebrate almost i mean you know he expects to throw the perfect pass he expects because that's how hard he was but i've never seen him have that kind of emotion and so it it feel like it just it means a little more and i mean i think going into his 10th season realizing that you know even if he plays 20 years he's on the back half of the season of his of his career so um i don't know i think it's just it was something special to see him get that excited because the team feeds off of him man as three as number three goes the rest of the team goes it seems like it's a perfect match with Shane Waldron and him as the OC and running this offense. Kind of take us through why this offense it fits with Russell Wilson's skill set and the Seahawks offense running, you know, running the football and, and you know the Sean McVay style of offense. I mean, you know, they really had the running game going, which was a primary uh, point of emphasis for uh, for Pete in the offseason when he was looking for a new coordinator. And um, I know that's really what they wanted to get back to because then it just opens up everything else for Russell. And um, especially with Russ's athleticism, I don't think Weldon's ever had a guy like that. So now the playbook's even more broadened or widened for, for, uh, for both of them. But the play action was hitting because Chris Carson and the O-line, they were just they were given just a little bit of space. He's one of the guys that can create on his own, very rare. Uh, he doesn't need much to, to get going. And, um, and then it just it, it all gelled perfectly. Well, with uh, Lofa Tutu, uh, former NFL three-time Pro Bowl middle linebacker for Seattle Seahawks. Lofa, Tyler Lockett is one of those guys. I think he was underestimated for so long. People don't even know how to estimate oh, him any, anymore. He <laughs> came into league as a spectacular special teamer, and he's that rare little dude who can pretty much do everything, including just run right past you. <laughs> you know, every it seems like every couple of years or, you know, so we get a guy who is just, so phenomenal. I mean, and just in, in the not in the spotlight. I mean, we think back to the rush of Cliff Averill, who I think he had he led the league in active force fumbles with like 32 in the time here. And then you go to KJ Wright, who I mean, 130 plus tackles every year, sacks, interceptions, everything. But for some reason, they just the spotlight's not big enough for everybody, right? And uh, Tyler Lockett is one of the most incredible football players instinctually I've ever seen. His spatial awareness knowing where the defender is, even if he has his back turned to them and his eyes on the quarterback, the timing of coming back to the ball, catching it with his hands, not his body. And like that last, that first touchdown pass, the first play uh, pass of the season, 
the Willie Mays esque catch. He looks over one shoulder. Yeah. The ball floats to the right. He doesn't turn his head. He just looks backwards. And it's like he makes it look so routine that I think people thought it just really wasn't that hard of a catch. But I mean, tell me, if you go out in the backyard, you, you video yourself trying to do that a couple of times. It's going to take you more than once to catch that ball. Well, and, you know, you mentioned the running back, Carson, and I asked you about Tyler Lockett. Heck, we hadn't even gotten into DK Metcalf yet. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, freak of nature. I mean, it's um, the only reason he didn't get drafted in the top ten was because he didn't he didn't make it through all, all three seasons or four seasons healthy. But the guy's unbelievable. They love him in the locker room. Um, I mean, he, he has sprint uh, Olympic speed, right? I mean, we saw him go out there for the trials, so – it's um, and then we haven't even talked about Gerald Everett, who I thought looked spectacular too. Uh, yep. New acquisition, so there's no shortage of weapons here, and um, it's just gonna it's gonna be fun to watch how this continues to develop. I love Everett uh, as a, a tight end, very athletic, uh, loafer, but man, DK Metcalf, give us a little backdrop on what is he like outside of football, like his, his personality, because they I watched that Colts game, I don't think he got a target in the first half, did he? Maybe one. No. Yeah, and so is he like a diva, like, when in the halftime, like, hey, man, y'all need to give me the ball? No, no, no. no. See, no, that's what not. I want to I want to know what who he is. He's so far from that, it's the opposite. In fact, you can point back to the, uh, the Arizona Cardinals game last year, Sunday Night Football. It was an absolute shootout. Uh, I think Tyler Lockett had four touchdowns. He had, like, almost 200 yards. And DK might have had, like, three targets that whole game. But what does he do? He makes the play of the game. He runs down um, Buda Baker, who broke on that right. uh, interception, took it. And, you know, Buda was like, I'm not going to get caught. He looked up at the Jumbotron and tried to pick up his knees because he, he, he was getting hawked. And uh, that just shows you, DK, he just wants to win. And um, he didn't complain. Like, when they, when they panned him on the sideline, he was like, hey, man, I'm going to do whatever it takes to win. And there was no, no second thought when he was chasing down uh, Buda on that one. Man, what cornerback do you think – DK Metcalf would say, "All right, man, he he's probably the best I, I face every year." Uh, I'd, I'd say only Jalen Ramsey. I really, I think that's you know, um, yeah, he's Stephon Gilmore. Who, yeah, <laughs> Stephon Gilmore, who was coming off of the uh, the Player of the Year just uh, two years ago when they had their matchup, and they were pretty much they just put him over DK. DK had a big game in a big way, and uh, and he let him know about it, and it got kind of chippy because. I don't think Gilmore, who I have a tremendous amount of respect for, I still think he's unbelievable, but he, he just knew it, it was, he was the guy he needs help with. And uh, I don't, Jalen, I think they could match him up and, and you know, it should, it should be a bat, clash of the Titans. No pun intended. <laughs> Lofa, Tupu, <laughs> our guest. So let me ask you this. Pete Carroll calls you. He said, you've been watching the film on these Titans. How do you, how do you stop this attack? Because they, I mean, they, they got A.J. Brown, they got Julio, oh, they got man. Tannehill, they got Henry. Uh, and I'll, I, I say that asking knowing full well they got stopped in week one, but how do you stop them in week two? Well, you know, the ground game is my biggest concern. And, you know, um, you know the Colts, they, they seemingly abandoned the run against us. And I think maybe that's how stout, hopefully that's how stout we are on defense. But I don't know if that's true of the case in that first drive. They moved the ball pretty well. They just, I think they gave up on it too soon. So I'm interested to see how this Derrick Henry and this ground game gets going. And if that's there, again, you know, it makes it so much easier. You know, Julio and um, AJ, they don't need they don't need much help. You know, no, however long they've been in the league, they never really needed help. Even if it's double coverage, but they're going to see a secondary that I don't know if it's going to stand up. You know, the way if we have to put eight in the box to take care of Henry, 
I don't know how where we fare out there on the outside, um, you know, at corner. So we'll see. That's my primary emphasis is you got to stop the run game or else you have no chance against the Titans. Lofa Tatupu, our guest, uh, Believe Podcast Network covering the Seattle Seahawks. Well, Lofa, in that game versus the Colts, the Seahawks looks like where they were doing like five D linemen. Front. Did I miss yeah. see that? That kind of take us through what that was like, and did they actually do that? Because that, that was kind of interesting to see that. I had never seen that before. They did, and it was um, it's a defense they went to a little later in the season last year. It's called the stick defense, where it's uh, three down, and it's really five two. If you really, because it's right. more of a five two than it is, I think a three for true three four. But you got the Mike and the Will covered up, so it's, it's really hard to run against that. I think really the only the only plays that you can really have success because you're not going to get it downhill. But I think maybe off tackle, some power counter row is a, is a best way to go against that if you had to. That's what we've seen have success against it, at least last year. Um, but then they moved away from it and, and got into some cover two looks. They, you know, just a tiny bit of quarters. It was incredible. Uh, Ken Norton called a phenomenal game last week. And I think when you have the success you're having rushing the passer and, and you know, up front just taking the fight to the offensive line, it makes it much easier, kind of just like Shane Waldron could call what he wanted in most cases last week because of the uh, the run game success. It was the same way for, for Kenny York. Well, offensively, also the things that I saw is that the Titans are going to have to be really disciplined defensively because I saw a lot of eye candy and misdirections. What would you say about that offense? Did you see some of that or, or, or you didn't? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I mean, you – I think we ran our first ever successful, uh, you know, that, that slot, uh, the fly sweep. <laughs> That's uh, the first time I think it actually get, it got 11 yards with DJ, uh, <laughs> DJ Eskridge. So I was like, man, that's incredible. We, we finally, uh, and when you hit on that play, now, it's, you know, the ends can get a little, uh, like you're saying, eye candy or nosy looking for that sweep instead of staying down. And that's when Chris Carson can crease you coming off that backside tackle. But, um, it was, like I said, it was an incredible game plan, but even more so, I was just impressed with the execution because the starters, as we mentioned, did not get many reps in, uh, in uh, preseason. Well, the AFC West was undefeated in the first week, for what it's worth, and the NFC West was undefeated. If you were going to choose one team from the NFC West, because I think it's the best, that's not going to make the playoffs. Everybody can't make the playoffs. Which team yeah. is not going to make the playoffs from the NFC West? If you... You thought all of them were becoming contenders. I don't think the 49ers, I don't think mm. they make it. Um, you know, the Rams look good. Uh, the Niners, they look good. I don't know how, we don't know how good Detroit is yet. But I, I believe that the Colts are a formidable opponent, and I think they're going to give you guys a run for the, the league, um, for your division. Um, I'm afraid of the team you guys just played. Yeah, I said yeah. it. I'm afraid of the Cardinals, man. They look, they, with the pieces they added, J.J. Watt and uh, – and then getting David Collins in the first round. Isaiah Simmons looks every bit the first rounder they wanted. Chandler Jones, one of the most underrated, you know, 15-sack guys a season I've ever heard of. Man, it's, uh, they got a lot of weapons over there. And then A.J. Green and, uh, and D-Hop on the offense. But I think the Niners are the team that does not make it, and I think so because, well, they just lost their starting running back, but then so injuries always play a part. But they really – I went – when they show a glimpse of, like, maybe, oh, oh no, what's going to happen? Are they going to put in Trey Lance? And I think when you have two quarterbacks, you have none, right? That's the old saying. Mm-hmm. You don't have one. So I wonder how that's going to unfold, and will they ever go to Trey Lance over Garoppolo? Uh, Lofa, this has been fantastic stuff. It's been great talking to you. Uh, before we go, there's just there's a huge story out there in college football, and, you know, we're sitting down here in the South. Everybody loves college football. What in the world <laughs> – are you are your USC Trojans 
going to do. Uh, you know, down here, everybody's, everybody's looking at the uh, Jaguars coach saying, well, why don't they just call Urban and get him? <laughs> but what do you want to happen and what do you think will happen? Well, you know, we got uh, Mike Bone, the, the athletic director that came in, uh, I believe, from Cincinnati. You know, I, yeah, I think they got the right guy there, um, and I think he'll make the right judgment. I think moving on, you know, I don't know whether that was the right call. You know, it, we, you know, been stagnant kind of for, for a while since that first season when Clay was hot. Uh, I think Clay is an incredible offensive play caller. But as a head coach, you know, it's tough when you, when you get your shot and putting together the staff and everything. You, you need to go right and have success. I mean, as Pete, we could, we could point to Pete, and I think it took three or four tries for him to get it right, even, even when he came to college. So um, it's not easy, but, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm proud of my alma mater. We're going to fight on it. We're going to figure it out. And um, we, need, we need to return to uh, that, that playoff picture at least in, in the next uh, with whoever we select next. And I'm, I'm going to say it right now, my choice would be Chris Richard. Played with the guy, coached with the guy. We just watched his defense uh, secondary, you know, give Green Bay fifth. So, uh, you know, if anybody's listening out there, Chris Richard, that's my choice. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. well, it's good stuff. We'll put that name out there for sure. Here's the thing. College football is better when USC is great. It is. It's better when yeah. USC is great. They're one of those programs that make college football better. Yeah, I agree, brother. I agree. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Lofa Tatupu. Hey, man, we'll do it again sometime. Uh, at Lofa Tatupu 51 on Twitter. Follow him there or uh, catch him on the Believe Podcast Network covering the Seahawks. We teased this earlier. Taylor LeWan talking after practice today. We got the audio. What did he say about his performance? Well, you'll hear it straight from Lawan when we come back. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone.